And now, back to David Spada and Elliot Harris for more sports and torts on TalkZone.com. Elliot, let's get right to our next guest. He coached at BYU as our head coach from 1972 to 2000. He won a national championship at BYU in 1984. Lavelle Edwards, how are you doing, Lavelle? Doing well, thank you. We know you're a great coach when they name a stadium after you. <laughs> well, be around at the right time when they didn't have another name for it, I guess. <laughs> they weren't going to name it after Jim McMahon? <laughs> they thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for a split second, and they said, mm, we don't think so. Could have named it after Steve Young. Yeah, there are a lot of people. How did BYU become known as quarterback U in the 80s? I mean... I'm, I'm, well, I think what happened is that when I began as a head coach in 72, I, I'd i been around for a long time as a high school coach and an assistant there, and they saw us you know, trying to do everything that everybody else was doing, and the, when I became the head coach, I decided, you know, I'm going to get fired anyway, so I might as well see if I can't make the passing game work, and the, the conventional wisdom at that time was that uh, Supposedly, Woody Hayes or somebody said there are three things that can happen, and two of them are bad. But you know that you could win games, but you couldn't win championships being a you know throwing the ball. And we were one of the few people that ever really started throwing the ball a lot. And then we started winning championships, conference championships, and whatever else. And then you know you look around the country now, everybody's throwing the football, and uh, so that's kind of how we got into it. And a lot of our quarterbacks. You know, a guy like Gifford Nielsen, for instance, and Mark Wilson, they were both All-American a couple of years, went in the uh, Hall of Fame and whatever. And you got quarterbacks around here now in the last three or four years that threw for twice as many yards as those guys did, and they can't even make all-conference. So it uh, it's changed a lot. Yeah, it's, it's like passing yardage is the, st- the statistics are inflated. Cause it really is, you know, and the, and the scores are unbelievable now. You know, even down in the southeast, uh, you know, the home of defense. Right. And, uh, other than Alabama and LSU, that was uh, that was some kind of a defensive struggle. But uh, you know, just it wasn't a, wasn't really a great game. Really, it was a great defensive game, but you know, a lot of mistakes made, I think, and judgments and whatever else. But anyway. It's changed a lot. Now, do you look at offenses today and say the, the offenses that you ran would hold up in today's college game? I think to a certain extent, but I, yeah, I do. They're spreading out a lot more than we did, and if we were doing it, we would probably be still be, you know, would be spreading out no more, and then probably add that option element that uh, those spread teams run. You know, maybe, maybe not. Certainly, would have with Steve Young. Uh, you know, and. Uh, I don't think so, a Ty Detmer. And, uh, uh, so, I, you know, it just depends on the players we had. I mean, you had some great assistant coaches on you, but Norman Chow, I mean, this right. guy just knows how to coach quarterbacks. Right, yeah. You know, and he had been an offensive lineman, and he was coaching high school when he came to us. So, it's, so we had a great coach to begin with, a guy named Doug Scoville, who was, uh, in fact, he coached the Bears one year as an assistant when Buddy Ryan was there, but he had been in the NFL and around. And anyway, he uh, he's the one that really helped us get things going. And uh, and then we had, like, uh, well, Mike Holmgren and uh, uh, Ted Tolner. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, 
Brian Billick. He had a guy named Andy Reid. Reed, you know, he played for us and coached with us. And uh, so we've had, you know, we've had a pretty good run of, uh, of uh, people here. So you must have done a pretty good job of uh, teaching somebody something. Well, I did the right job of getting the right people here. I know that. When Jim McMahon was at BYU, I mean, did you ever envision that you were going to be able to control him where he would become as successful as he was? Well, you know, I never worried about it a whole lot. What I did is we obviously had a lot of ca- a lot of visits and a lot of talks. But, you know, Jim, in spite of his uh, everything that he, you know, these antics and what he did back there when he was in the Super Bowl and whatever, uh, Jim wasn't like that when he was here. If it had he been, he wouldn't have been around here that long. But, uh, you know, I've had uh, people I've had more difficulties with than I've had Jim and uh, over the years. And uh, he was just a great player and not only got him to – stay here because he didn't want to be here. He didn't like it here. You know, he didn't like the school. They liked the program. He liked the football. And uh, he actually got him to redshirt between his uh, sophomore and junior year, which uh, I look back on it now, and I wondered how that ever happened because <laughs> he told me at the time that he was out of there, and I said, well, you think about it or whatever anyway. That, yeah, there's a side to him that, uh, tell you what, he's a great player and a great leader on the field. Well, he had that great Holiday Bowl uh, last-second yeah. come-from-behind victory. That uh, right was, was that the best comeback you've ever were a part of? Oh yeah, I, you know they talk about uh, you know the great pass of uh, oh what you name the Doug kid Clutie. of Boston. Yeah, all they did was just throw a pass and the guy got behind him. This pass of Jim's right down the middle of the end zone, and the kid went right up between three SMU guys and, and caught it, and it was just one of the great endings that I've ever seen. Yeah, 1980 Holiday Bowl down 20 points. The only problem is that was on Mislu at the time, whatever that is. Yeah, it means you, good if luck. If it been on ESPN or something like that, they'd still been re, you know, rerunning that one. Yeah, a little before your, before the uh, right. hey, heyday yeah, of uh, cable right. television and all that stuff. But, right. Yeah. That was about as good a comeback as anybody yeah. could have scripted. Would BYU have won a championship in today's bowl system, I mean, back no. in 84? No, I don't think so. Because, you know, Boise and uh, University of Utah and TCU have all been undefeated, and I don't even think they got a smell as far as playing in the national championship game. Yeah, and, uh, yeah you just had to be a, 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 play, a, BCS, a major conference. School, you're not going to play in that championship yeah. game, irregardless of what anybody may say. Oh, there might be, you know, there could be a year when somebody like Boise or somebody like that goes undefeated and then everybody else gets beat a couple of times. But I'll tell you what, if they had just been beaten once, they would, they still would take one of those Southeast Conference teams or, you know, or somebody like Oklahoma or whatever, you know. So, What do you make of these super conferences that are emerging? Well, I don't like the idea, but I, I like, I'm more of a traditionalist, I guess. I like conference. I don't like, you know, we're, we've gone independent around here now, which I don't understand the reasoning for that. But, uh, you know, tradition doesn't seem to matter anymore. Texas not playing Texas A&M anymore. They've only been playing 100 years. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we're not playing Wyoming anymore. And, uh, you know, we're, it's just. Yeah, and there's talk uh, of Missouri going crazy, to the SEC you know, and, I, and not playing Kansas. It's just, it's, yeah. I, I just don't, uh, you know, I just, you know, uh, tradition means nothing when it comes right down to it. Everybody's trying to position themselves now. There's talk around here now that BYU and Boise State and, 
and maybe some uh, Air Force or somebody might be joining the Big East and have a, a Western division and, and an Eastern division. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little geographically challenged by that. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> do you well, think Do you think they need to have basically a playoff system? You know, I don't know. I I never have liked the playoff system. I like I still like bowl games. I like. Uh, you know, it creates a lot of interest and a lot of people. You know, sometimes people get the shaft and sometimes they don't on, you know, who's the best and who's not the best. And uh, I don't know. I, I All I know is that uh, it's changing, and, and it wouldn't surprise me if we get to a super so-called super conference or whatever. I don't think we've seen the end of, uh, of uh, realignment. How did you know when it was time to go? Well... You know, I was seventy, and uh, had still we were still having success and and uh, whatever. But there were other things that I wanted to do. I just didn't want to die on the football field and uh, doing that. You know, uh, my wife and I went on a LDS church mission to New York City, and uh, and, was, and then we had other kinds of activities we wanted to do and uh, and have time to do them. And here. Ten years, twelve years later, whatever it is, uh, eleven years later, uh, you know, I'm, we're still doing them and having a good time, and I've never looked back with any regret about you know getting out. I did miss the relationships with the player, but that's it, with the players, but that's about all, really. Some people say that Joe Paterno should have got out ten, twelve years ago. What do you think about what's going on with him? Well, you know, that's a, that's a real tragedy. I, I, I you know, he's. I know him very well. We've been on a lot of trips together. We played, you know, we played against each other three or four times. And uh, uh, he's just a, a great coach, a great man. And whatever went on back there, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just tragic to have it all come down and fall down the way it has, like that. Sometimes a football program can be, become as big, if not bigger, than the university itself, though. It's you know, it sounds like it, and I think that's a danger of having, you know, those kind of things happen, and I don't know. You know, it's, I'm not making any judgment because I honestly don't know, you know, and I don't know that anybody knows exactly all, you know, how it, everything all unfolded. Everybody's got inside scoops and whatever, but I still don't know. Would you cancel the season if you were uh, Penn State and just say, you know, let's get everything in order next year? I don't think so. I don't um, frankly, I mean, my my feeling, I wouldn't, but uh, I don't think it'd be fair to the players there, and uh, you know that are on the team right now, and uh, you know they weren't involved, and they didn't have anything to do with any of that, you know, that problem, and and uh, so I, you know, my my gut feeling was to be no. Now, if I were privy to maybe more information than I am, I might have a different uh, feeling, but uh, right now, I'd say no. As big as your program got at BYU, was there ever uh, resistance from the rest of the school to try to keep you in your place? I don't think so, really. I don't think it ever got out of perspective around here. You know, we, we had a lot of great years, and, uh, and things were going well and, and whatever, but uh, we, we didn't have many issues we had to deal with. And uh, But um, I don't know. You know, I, I didn't. I, that that issue never came up, as far as I'm concerned. I, that I'm, as far as I know, anyway. Sounds good. We'll probably see you working the camp, campaign trail with Milt Romney. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of 
invitations to do so, but I'm not, uh, not, I'm not campaigning for anybody. Although I like him, I think he'd be a good choice. You're a smart guy. <laughs> Again, are you a Democrat or Republican? Two, I've, I've endorsed two friends over the years that were running for office. And both of them got beat soundly, so I've never done it. Since, so. <laughs> I'm a Republican, so please don't endorse Milt. Right. <laughs> or Mitt. I'll back Thank you very much, Mr. Edwards. Hey, it's good talking with you. Good luck to you. Good thank luck you. to you. Thanks. That was Lavelle Edwards, legendary coach at BYU. I want to thank our guests today. If you can remember their names. Crystal Harris, the former Playboy Playmate, Hugh Hefner's fiance, and she did not run away. Not from us. <laughs> Tony Sane. The World Cup soccer player and Lavelle Edwards, I want to thank. Hey, and don't forget Lydell Mitchell, who was not on the show, but he'll be on the podcast. Exactly. Lydell Mitchell, who had some interesting perspective on what's going on. I want to thank Jerry Lorenzi, our producer, for getting Crystal Harris and doing a great job, and Tony Sane. Thank our sound man, Dave Olson. I'm David Spade, Elliot Harris. Stay tuned again next week. Thanks.